Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so excited that Pat Peters is here. Tony has nominated Pat for a Game Changer Award, and Pat has taken some time to come to us today to help explain all the amazing things that are happening and the passion behind it. So Pat, welcome and congratulations on your Game Changer Award. Thank you. Thank you. If you if you want to back up and tell people that may not be familiar with the work that you're doing, let's start with how you first got started. Okay. All right. I'm originally from Maryland and um, I moved here in 2009, but just before I moved, I TNR'd my first uh, colony in Maryland. It was near my workplace and I enlisted the help of a very big uh, TNR service group, Metro Ferrells in that area. And uh, they just took charge, guided me through the whole thing. They loaned me the traps. They told me what I needed to do. They had the clinic, set it all up. And um, so when I took care of that and I left that colony in the hands of the cat lady at the business there who had been struggling to figure out how to care for these cats and keep them from uh, reproducing for many years before I stepped in. Mm Anyway, so I moved to South Carolina and I thought I'd find, I'd work on finding a group like that to volunteer for because I thought it was pretty amazing work that obviously made a huge difference, both for the cats and the, um, the people, the people that cared for the cats and then the neighbors and everything. Well, there was nothing in South Carolina. So, so I started out to um, do something myself. And first of all, it's awesome that there was a, um, a mentoring program, so to say, that you were able to plug into and see what needed to happen. I think it's totally overwhelming to think about how to implement this. You know, people can recognize in their own neighborhoods that they have uh, an outdoor kitty population with some population control issues that they'd like to intervene. It's one thing to, to try and figure it out on your own. It's a totally different experience when you have someone that literally can hold your hand, help you through it, but also give you the confidence and, and the, the inspiration to say, okay, I've done it once. Um, I'm sure you, when you moved, you were not anticipating potentially, as you mentioned, not being able to plug into a community, but God bless you. Instead of being able to plug in, you realized that there was a need, an unfulfilled need. And so, so then you decided to do it yourself. And how long ago was that, Pat? Uh, well, I guess I started out uh, probably about 2010, got myself situated. And uh, well, in short order, in a couple of years, I was moving towards doing it so much that in a few years, I just went to full time. Well, yeah. And uh, incorporated the nonprofit um, operation. So, and is it the, was it the first in the area, Pat? Was there, it, did you have an entire statewide deficit of this resource or were you just nothing in your area? Or have you been able to connect with then other people passionate about helping in this area? Or, or what has your support been, I guess, statewide? Okay. There, there was pretty much nothing at that time of maybe a few little groups um, in the city of Columbia. There, there was an operation there, but 
and there was a clinic there that I used to start with, but they weren't interested in doing full colony. And that's what I do. That's what they did in Maryland. And that's what I do, do the whole group at once. I have enough equipment. You have to, you have to buy the right traps and a lot of them so that you can have them out there for a week prior. Um, I disable the trap and the caretaker feeds the cats out of the traps for a week. So that on trap day, having done that combined with the quiet of the traps, they're not spring activated. They're um, to catch, they, they actually, they're gravity operated. So they're very quiet. So the cats file in and you catch them all at once. Um, anyway, so I couldn't arrange for group appointments. I could only get a few at a time. So mm. I, I had a very difficult start, but then Palmetto Lifeline opened in 2012 and their spay neuter clinic was all ready to go. Understanding the alley cat allies method, you know, you want to do the whole group at once. So from then on, I can get, I could get group appointments so that Wonderful. I can do the way I wanted to, the way it needs to be done. Wonderful. And since that time, two questions, since that time, because there weren't any other resources in the area, first of all, there's this educational process with just humans that has to take place because there's just this uneducation leads to misinformation or um, inaccurate information and people's previous assumptions that may have been incorrect. You have to work against changing people's mindsets, which is harder than you think. <laughs> so you had to you had to do that piece, of course. Mm -hmm. But then once people see it in action, what, once people can see the benefits and they can see the end results and they can see the whole thing put together, it's a whole lot easier. Your mission becomes easier when a few more people are educated because then they can add to the educational component. So I have to assume that you're kind of at that point now where you had some, I don't wanna say initial op opposition, but I'm sure that you have fought some uphill battles in your area. Continually still. Yeah, yeah. But, but you have to be at a point now where you've been in existence long enough mm -hmm. and you have been able to demonstrate the overwhelming benefits of what you're doing that you're, can I assume you're gaining a little bit of community support in recognizing the service you're providing? Well, yes, um, it's all come a long way. Um, Palmetto Lifeline that I, that I mentioned has, um, has forged legislation for TNR programs in the three counties actually that I, that I work in. Um, and I work in partnership with one of them which is where I'm primarily working now because of the partnership. And uh, while there's a huge, a huge number of people that, that understand what TNR is and how it will help and have heard word of mouth or just heard about it because there are many other groups, by the way, now, not many, but there's three or four big groups, bigger, <laughs> you know, big enough groups, uh, not in my area, but towards the city that, uh, that I can refer people to out there because I, yeah. I cannot, I cannot even come close to meeting the need. So there's people, there's the group of people that have heard that it works, can see that it works and want me to do it. And then in my county that I'm in partnership with, Animal Control simply refers all of their calls to me and I have to start ex and explain to them, explain to people who have previously had cats picked up and killed. Yeah. That this is what we do now. And that that is a continual <laughs> uphill I, yeah, I I can only imagine. But Pat, do you are you a 
single woman show or do you, are you beginning to build a team of volunteers that can also assist in this education, the, the hands on the ground, but also the educational component, or are you still primarily working pretty much alone? That's a good question. Um, I, I do, I do operate alone. However, I've, I've uh, enlisted or rather people have come to me, people in groups have uh, come to me that I collaborate with and, and I have, uh, you know, we uh, support of, uh, of of a number of sustaining su supporters. Good, financially good. As uh, a couple of key volunteers that uh, help me, not with the TNR. Actually, I do that pretty much myself, the actual TNR operation. But uh, the other things, I care for several colonies in a very specific geographical area. Um, I can I can help there if there's a problem. If uh, it's usually businesses that don't want the cats, well, here can I take over? <laughs> Will that work? And it usually does. Okay. And I have help with managing those colonies there from one person, actually two. And it's not a lot of people, but it's 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 a few that are just so key that, yeah. that do that. And the um, the Humane Society, um, Newberry County Humane Society, has made a huge difference in that. And I only connected with them a few years ago, but they they forged the partnership between that county, Newberry County, and my operation that's making TNR possible in that county. Whereas before there wasn't anything and feral cats were just killed. That's that's what they had to do. That's what they you, you, and that is what has been done, of course, and still exists in most counties forever so you have an incredibly if an uphill battle you have a difficult job for a multitude of different reasons and yet you continue to do it um coming coming out of rescue and coming out of a shelter situation i know exactly why but for everyone that hasn't had our previous experience with trap neuter release can you talk about what gets you up in the morning? Because once you start into this work, you end up, you know, you're not popular and it's certainly not easy work. It's, it's soul wrenching and it's ex physically exhausting. It's financially exhausting. It's hard work, but you get up and do it anyway. Can you talk to our listeners and readers about uh, why you get out of bed every day, every day and do this? Because something is feeding your soul in a very powerful and magnificent way for you to keep doing this. Uh, first, I want to say it's trap, neuter, return, not release, because okay. that's something that a lot of people want me to do. They want yeah. me to trap these cats, take them somewhere else. Release. Somewhere else, yeah. So, really cool. and when I yeah, <laughs> and when I say release, it's not you're you're not relocating oh, the animal, but yes, yes I know. But I always return. I always make sure I call yes. it return, and yes. I say that the people that I'm talking to for the first time who have had the experience in the past, that's that's what you know the cats went bye bye. So I say trap, neuter, return. And, you know, and you keep that stabilized group there and you got, it keeps your rodents down and you won't be calling animal control to have the cats removed again, because you're just going to yeah. have this one little group. Okay. But that wasn't your question. I'm sorry. Uh, what gets <laughs> me up in the morning? Okay. Well, it is the many people who just so appreciate it, who, who are transformed when I'm able to, you know, when they contact me and first they learn, oh, wow, this can happen. I've been trying to do it one at a time, but you can come and do all 20 at once, you know, and, and it's done. And then, you know, and then I've, then I've got a stabilized group. Yeah, I can feed them. I can feed them. That's what I can do. You know, that's yeah. what you need to do. Uh, so 
there's that. And then the people that I alluded to before that I, that I work with, that I come in contact with, that I collaborate with, um, those people that care so much and do their contribution is, is so big that um, it's, that keeps me going too, because I'm a part yeah. of the region. And there's a lot, there's a lot that's happened in this region. It's amazing. And it's not, it's not just me that's, that's bloomed here. And here we are in the South and we've got, you know, TNR ordinances in three counties, right where I am. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And I always, uh, I'm always building on the program. I'm always thinking about buying more equipment. Um, this, well, you can't see it, but this is the TNR building and the table behind me, there's, four tables like this that's where the cats go in between being trapped and their appointments and this building can hold about 50 cats comfortably and the traps I use have two doors so using an isolation fork you you know you get you you can put the blanket on one side and the food and water on the other and it's quiet and it's, it's cool or it's warm and they're comfortable so I'm constantly thinking about how to tweak the system everything I do is a process so there's not a lot of use to the soul wrenching. I'm just, I got to do this, got to do this, go, 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 go. It's all set up in front of me. So there isn't a lot of time to think. <laughs> Most days it's just, there's my list and it's just, you got to just roll through it and everything is pre do it. I've pre pre planned everything that I'm doing each, each, um, each TNR from the start, from the first contact, there's processes all the way through it's, uh, yeah. it's logistics and, um, and it flows. And uh, I'm in control. It's predictable because of the way I do it, including the contacts. When I when somebody contacts me, um, I let them know what I do, how I can help them, and how why they don't want to do maybe what they're thinking of doing. Right. You know, and uh, and then I then I have to gather pieces of information, very specific pieces of information that I need to schedule. And once I've got that, then they go to the schedule pile the yep. drawer of the pile and they wait for and, and it waits there they have to wait for me to be able to get those that group appointment and uh that fits them that fits their situation what days a week they're home because they're going to be monitoring traps monitoring traps after the initial trapping the first trapping we do if we didn't get everybody they have to monitor and then they have to let me know they have to cover the cat and let me know when they've got them um, but i usually do get all the cats in 90% of the time right at that first trapping because they, they line them up side by side and those doors are quiet. And if the caretaker has done what I call the prep week, right, then the cats just file right in. Boom, boom, so boom, good. boom, boom. And they eat. And then I wait, we wait till they're eat, they're done eating. And then I put sheets on the whole thing because once you approach, they're going to get upset. So I put sheets on the whole thing to calm them down and then extract them with their own covers, put them in my vehicle. Then it's back to my building where I need to set them up with food, water, and get them all comfortable. And then it's getting all the paperwork ready and <laughs> everything, everything else that has to go that, that in itself yeah. is a lot. I sent a lot of planning, just constant planning, constant planning. That's exactly yes. correct. It's, yeah. it's bouncing from every day. It's the difference, the different stages. I handle different stages of the, the first contacts, the people that we're, we're sending the ball back and forth is what I call it. I email them a question or several questions and they get back. And if it's the answers I need, then I let them know what's going to happen next. If they haven't quite answered it, then I help them to give me the answers I need. Uh, so then that's the second stage. And then there's the third stage, which is actual working on the scheduling, asking the clinic for very specific group appointments, and then letting the caretakers know 
here's the appointments. And, and that is the free part also. I come up there, like I said, a week before, set up those traps, give them instructions for the week. In the middle of the week, there's something that has to be done. If caretakers can do it, it's a changing of the trap. So I have two doors open on half the traps so, and the bowls are in the middle. So the cats can get used to it all very slowly. But then on about the third or fourth day, those doors need to be closed and the, and the bowls move back. So they're move all back. the same and they're all ready. They're all looking like they're going to look on trap day, which is now still four days away or so. But then, and then sometimes they can do that. Most of the time they can. Sometimes I have to go out there and do that. And then there's trap day. I, I get there at their um, feeding time. I set the traps. Caretaker puts the food in the back, in the, in the other, you know, in the feed door. And then we, we go to our places and the cats file in and then I got to get them back to the TNR building and then it's getting ready for the clinic. And then it's clinic day, it's loading them up, getting them there, <laughs> checking them in. And then uh, the next day, pick them up, take them back to their, um, their colony and return them, <laughs> return them there. Yes. And they go uh, home, they yes. go home. Yes. And then the caretaker continues to feed. Um, I never, one of the first steps is if the people aren't feeding, the cats then that's the first step okay who's going to feed them you can't we cannot we cannot do this without somebody who's feeding them and is has committed to feeding them after yeah. on through it's uh you got to feed tnr and then monitor and manage you know thereafter yeah and how many kitties do you think if you could generally guess how many kitties have you sterilized in this process oh, so coming up on it's two or three thousand. So amazing! So amazing. Track, but I, I yeah. can't. I can't. Yeah, but I have yeah, thousands. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't yeah. help me to know the numbers. <laughs> but that is, I mean, but but what you know, what you think about is the eighty thousand kittens that are not in those three counties, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah, that's the main reason you do it because the kittens being born. I mean, I want to help the adults, obviously, yeah. but. Uh, when the kittens are born yeah. out there, the mortality rate is so high. It's awful. We want to yes. stop the kittens being killed. And the way to do that is to sterilize the adults. That's right. You are upstream thinking to prevent downstream heartbreak, I guess, is, is how I how I phrase it. And and but you're also educating an entire actually you're educating three counties more than that at this point. You're educating three counties of people to concepts, ideas, and a bigger 10,000 foot thought process that they probably have not, if they've heard of it, they haven't really thought it through. So you're also educating thousands and thousands of people, which is hugely important mm -hmm. uh, and, and also hard work. So I commend you for, for all of your heartfelt passion for what you're doing, for managing, helping to support kidney, kitty populations in your state. You're, you are magnificently contributing to responsible stewardship with the cats in your area. And it's, it's wonderful. If you, I, I bet 10 years ago, you would not have 15 years ago, you would not have thought that this is what you would be doing. I knew what TNR was. I yeah. supported Alley Cat Allies and I, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I, I believe that. So if you could, if you could let the world know one thing that because now this is your life and this is what you do and you're passionate about it. You're doing a magnificent job of educating people in your area about it. If you could let the rest of the world know one thing about this incredibly important work that you're doing, what would it be? One thing. Well, TNR works. 
it, it really is important. But I want to add that I guess if people could step up, mm. that's the very best thing. When you see a group of cats, uh, you know, that clearly need help and maybe they're near your workplace or at home, um, step up because there is help out there. If you start feeding them and then reach out for help as to how to manage them, it can happen. You don't need to look away. Step up. Really, really good advice. And just care for the cats that come to you. Know, you don't have to go out looking for cats, but Nobody if you have a kitty, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you just, uh, I believe ethically and morally, we're called to care for the animals in our path. And so if you just to commit to loving the animals that are directly in your path in life that that that's enough and as you said there are resources out there uh, available for most people god bless you there wasn't in your area so you started it and that's also fantastic mentoring for people that are listening or hearing this and say well that's great i'm not in an area that has resources you can still learn mm-hmm. to do this uh, by deciding and committing in your heart that that these lives matter and that you are going to take on the responsibility. It's it's totally possible with the commitment of the heart. Yeah. So if people wanted to learn more, Pat, about you and what you're doing or how they could support you, where would they go? Well, I have a website. It's, it's very basic though, um, but it does have the link. There's a Facebook page, Feral Cat Solutions Facebook page. And um, I have a wonderful volunteer who runs that. I don't actually do it, but she's wonderful. She posts very informative articles and manages, uh, I guess when people contact, try to contact us that way, she steers them as to how they should contact me. But um, so that would be good. She, she will definitely point people in the right direction. Wonderful. I am so thankful that Tony took the time to nominate you. I am thankful that you took the time to talk with me and explain what you're doing and why. I love your passion, I love your heart, and I love that you are committed to both the process of saving, protecting, and nourishing the kitties in your community, but you are doing the same for the human souls attached to those cat colonies. And I, I really appreciate you educating people to be kinder kinder, and more educated about the animals in their community that desperately need help. You are definitely a game changer, and I'm so thankful for the work that you're doing. Thanks, Pat. Thank you very much.